And if you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at Tinfoil Hat Pod at gmail.com. Tinfoil Hat Pod. Hey man, where's the truth there, dog? Tinfoil Hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. And welcome to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. Uh, thank you guys for all your support and all your love. Go check out the Patreon. It's been rocking. It is patreon.com backslash Tinfoil Hat. And the t-shirts, we got t-shirts. It's uh, go to allcomedytshirts.com. How's that? That's all the news right there. Boom. We get into it. Join us in studio. We're very excited to have him in he, his new movie, Psychonautics, a, cos, a comics exploration of psychedelics, is in the L.A. Dance with Films, Dances with Film Festival, June 15th. Please welcome Shane Moss, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, man. Super excited to have you on. Oh, yeah. We've been uh, going back and forth for a little while. Yeah, I moved from L.A. last uh, last July. And so how does it off. feel? Um, I'm indifferent to it. I, I don't I don't care either way. I, I, I liked being in L.A. And uh, even though I didn't go, I'm on the road. I'm a road guy. All, yeah. and so I don't really do spots when I'm... You know, I'm in Portland now. I don't like go out and do spots when I'm at home. Um, so it's just and, basically a traffic thing. You have less traffic. Yeah, yeah, slightly less traffic. And so, I'm, I, I, just, I only moved there for why my girlfriend. Portland? Oh, your girlfriend yeah, lives up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I kind of want to live in a new city every three years. Is kind of the plan that I'm shooting for. But uh, it, it's it's sort of going that way. Who's on the big board right now? What are the cities you think? I, I think like uh, Denver, Boulder area is maybe the next move. Oh. Um, it, Asheville's kind of maybe on Bisbee, the list. Arizona? Um, no, you I, sure? but I, yeah, I think that's well. I would need to check out what the airport situation. Is Closest like one is, for, I guess, Tucson, right? Yeah. Oh, Tucson, that's yeah, big yeah, in the news yeah. right now. So, tell us about your movie, man. So, it's a documentary, basically, um, kind of a, a fun um, introduction into the world, into the current world of psychedelics through. Um, the lens of a bunch of different researchers exploring what's going on with psychedelic research and then my own experience and I go around like getting a professional ketamine treatment and and um, shows me going around like picking mushrooms and doing mushrooms with folks that are experts and and uh, and then uh, I, and I eventually it's not much of a spoiler because we kind of show this in the trailer i think but i eventually went crazy as yeah. well and so so that that was unexpected so you went too deep yeah it changed it there definitely is a line changed there. the scope of the film yeah i mean i was trying to find where the line was really because i was doing lots and lots of during the filming i was doing tons of psychedelics and i was and i was seemingly uh, like only showing improvements from them for a very long time and then just something flipped and uh, went too much. Is there a point of too much understanding how the universe works? Um, it there is. Hurt you? It's like um, it, it's like when you do something like DMT or ayahuasca or something like that. It's, it can be a bit of a disassociative where you're kind of going into this 
what seems like another dimension or something like that. So, something very different than this world. And that's all fine and good when then you come back here. But then when that just like doesn't turn off and then this world and that world, which are two complete opposite kind of realities, start mixing together, uh, things got really weird. And I, it felt like I was... Uh, living in a simulation or or like changing some simulation with my mind there was like um, i mean i would like so it's almost like when you control your dreams but you're awake yeah Is that what you're saying yeah and yeah was there was like when... people glitching and stuff like that and it was just really creeping me was out. this when you were under substances or no afterwards <laughs> yeah i i got like I got some pretty specific messages during an ayahuasca trip i was like oh that's neat you know i mean it seemed like I was talking with this this very like uh, I don't know something outside of this existence, and then it like kind of told me about a few uh, a few things that were going to happen, and then they happened like the next day. Well, what are these things they told you? That's they, what I want to know. Yeah, about. they were. Well, they were. It was weird because they were like that. It was some odd message about how I was supposed to help tell people and spread the word about DMT, but specifically. It was um, talking about this. There, there's this guy putting together this DMT extended state. So DMT is usually like a 10 minute thing, but he's trying to um, uh, he, he's trying to get with IVs and everything, yeah. and do it for like a four to six hour long thing. And so there was there was like some messages about how I was supposed to like spread the word about DMT using this for some reason, and then there was messages about how um, like changing like the education system in some way that like going back to the, the way our ancestors would sit around the fire and exchange information and now, i didn't really think much about any of this but it was but it it was mentioning this very specific scientist um that i, I have a science podcast called here we are and there's oh thanks man yeah, it's really good because it's funny to hear you talk about all this i know aaron's in the corner like what kind of burnout did they just bring on <laughs> you listen to your podcast you just talked in amazing scientists neuroscientists yeah so it's like a flip side of it you know yeah i'm uh, and i'm very subscribe. i'm a very skeptical person yeah. usually and uh and, and this one scientist that had reached out like two three months earlier and hadn't gotten back to me i was like yeah he might i knew him and i got the feeling he he didn't like really like me that much or respect <laughs> some of my ideas and that was i i maybe it's just me being paranoid or whatever right but um and then uh and then when there was a couple other little things like that didn't think much of it and then the next day the first text message that i got um when i got like down off of this mountain where i didn't have phone reception um was a text message from this study, this DMT extended state study, asking me if I would be the first volunteer to like go in and be the first person to have like a. <laughs> and then, and then the second message I got was from this scientist that I had reached out to three months earlier and was like, "Hey, what's up, man? I I uh, just got back into the country and and here's this uh, here's this article um, that I." That I wrote about, um, uh, that I wrote about how to change the education system, Shut and I'm like, up. what the hell is going on? And and things started getting, and and it's crazier than that because when I was on ayahuasca, this thing was just like, so you're you're ready? We're going to like download this content into you now, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, who is this? thing okay so in the, in the dmt space what it looks like is this is it, to me after having done it 
a lot. What it uh, what it ultimately looks like is this kind of pattern of code and mathematical possibilities that are colliding into one another. And when like uh, when is it a form? It, it looks like a holo- It looks like a, ho- a like, like a flat holographic patchwork, um, uh, just plane of of every possibility of all of the data that there is, and then like the bits of new data crash into each other. And, um, and when you say data, is it binary code or it is it looks like, like it? Yeah, but like ones and zeros are kind of a human invention. To give you a backstory, and I happen to know a lot. I've listened to almost every podcast you've ever been on. <laughs> and not to retell some story, not stories. the creep or anything. Yeah, oh, Sam knows. Sam knows. I'm, well, I'm a podcast you. listener first, yeah. and, and a he's a connoisseur. Hunt. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I remember you telling a story about you explaining this to a fellow comedian how DMT you should try it out, and you never told him. Oh yeah. So could the, you maybe just the, real that one? just because yeah. to understand? Because Aaron, we're lucky. All three of us have done psychedelics. Yeah. Aaron has done none. So for him to hear the story, Ooh. so explain to him from start to finish. I mean, it's yeah. would be a goal of the podcast. If you don't want to, you don't want to. No, shroom, no. Shroom, shroom. Aaron does. Shroom, shroom, this, shroom. this is like the the story that everyone likes to hear about, I'm and sorry. they always no, no. This is it's like when people come out to shows, they're like. What's up with the purple lady? <laughs> Any updates? So, um, yeah, dude, so I that. had, I had like, uh, it was around my twentieth DMT trip, and DMT was just like very strange, and it was, I was kind of like arguing with these beings in there and telling them that they're like just in my head and all of that. You're but, arguing with them? Yeah. <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> you, well, usually it's just this one thing that's just like all of. It's not. It doesn't like look human or anything. It's just like almost like a city that's talking but then there's like there's this one guy in there that seems like me in like a different dimension and then there's there's sometimes just like these weird little beings that i never quite remember uh, i don't see everyone talks about these mechanical elves and i never Terrence, see Terrence these mechanical McKenna. elves and i i don't know if maybe i'm just not remembering them mm-hmm. but uh but anyway i i was like rather skeptical and and kind of because uh, at DMT, I'd be like, "What? What is this?" And and be like, "Well, this is everything." And I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't think that's possible." And I'd be like, "Well, well whatever. This is everything." And I'd be like, "Well." Like show me everything then, and then it would just flash everything seemingly possible. I, I was like, "Well, that looks like everything," but I don't. I think that this is just in my head somehow, and 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 there and I was like, "You got to like do something to prove that this is outside of my head." And they're like, "Well, we don't have to do any. Like, it doesn't. I'm not like <laughs> sitting here having to convince you of any. This is just everything. I, I don't I, care if you believe it yeah. or not." And, uh, and it was like pretty, it, it, it was, sometimes it seemed like it got a kick out of like my questioning it. And then other times it would seem just like bored or irritated. And, uh, and so this one time I had this very profound, uh, trip and I'll just cut to the, the end part of it. Um, where I, I ended up seeing this purple dancing uh, gypsy woman who i had just known for it seemed like i knew her for like lifetimes upon lifetimes and we were like just seeing each other again like oh my god it's you all right and and she's like dancing around and like telling me that all of this uh existence just keeps on happening again and again and so just don't worry about it this is just like this inevitable thing that has to happen and uh and 
I get done and I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, that was, I explained to my friends. I'm like, I just saw this purple woman and, and, uh, and she was, uh, she was in this carnival and there was like this weird Ferris wheel behind her and a guy playing a keyboard and she's, and it seemed like we knew each other and she was wrapped in these codes. She like, it looked like she was wrapped in these ropes that had kind of codes on them. And, uh, didn't really think much of it because like DMT is just always crazy like that. And, uh, and then I went to a, a different friend's house the following day that didn't know these other people. And I didn't tell him at the time I was very cautious to like not influence anyone's judgment of what was going to happen. I've since abandoned that because it doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I was like, just smoke as much as you can. That's it. You know, smoke until you can't hold the bowl anymore. Is that a rule? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Three three huge rips, right? Yeah. If you can still hold the bowl, keep going. Um, (laughs) and, and so, yeah, I told him that and he, and it's his first time and he's smoking and he's not used to, he doesn't have like the, the weathered, like, uh, weed smoking, bong ripping lungs that that I developed in my teen years and whatnot. Through practice, and so exactly, and training, and so he he uh, uh, he's smoking this bowl and he's like coughing a lot, and I'm like, because yeah, I I can't tell how much it's getting into his system, so I'm like, just keep going, just you know, he's still holding the bowl, and and um, I, I mean, as far as I know, you can't smoke too much DMT. You can only smoke too little, and it's and it's really confusing when you smoke too little. And uh, and so he keeps on smoking, and then and I uh, the only thing that I told him basically to be ready for is that the first two minutes can be very intense for most people. <laughs> and uh, why? <laughs> what's that? Why? Oh, Why the, is it intense? Uh, oh, the first two minutes. Like, what happens? You go to all of all of this goes away. All of everything you've ever known or ever seen goes away, and then there's something else entirely going on, a completely different. It's way more matrixy than the Matrix is, because the Ma- Matrix has like Keanu Reeves and like shit that exists in this world. Like DMT has nothing that looks like anything you've ever seen before or experienced before. It's like the laws of physics and everything else are all upside down and um dr strange think that yeah and and so uh he's he starts freaking out immediately and i'm just like and he has headphones on and i'm just like Why sitting does he there have and headphones on i i was playing some music for him i told him he could kick him mm-hmm. off at any time but the music sometimes helps guide the trip a little what bit what songs do you like to play there's this uh, uh, there's this band called spongle that makes music basically specifically for dmt spongle spongle yeah <laughs> <laughs> specifically for like dmt trips <laughs> and they're all like 7 to 10 minute long and and uh and he he's like freaking out for like a minute and a half he's just going over and over again he's going like i had too much i had too much i had too much and after about a minute and a half of that i'm like he might have had too much I think he might have. and uh, and so uh he finally kicks off the headphones and he's like shane i had too much and i was like I was like, Bob, it's been it's been like a you know a minute and a half, like another thirty seconds. It should like calm down a little bit, and he just sits back, and this big smile comes on his face, and he's like, Oh, they love you here, and and I was like, Yeah, there's this like really sense of like love and like going home. That's a very commonly reported thing and something that I've experienced a lot. And uh, he's like, no, Shane, they love you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, Well, he's tripping and talking to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he goes. Uh, he goes, there's this purple woman in here 
that says that she knows you and she just like needs you to know that she loves you and i'm like what shut up that's what i said i started freaking the fuck out and i'm like very skeptic (laughs) i started like shaking i'm like what are you talking about and then afterwards he said that he said that uh, he got into this DMT space and he saw these like mechanical elf kind of things and he started freaking out as just this foreign thing and when as he was freaking out they freaked out that he was freaking out and like <laughs> went and hid and they and then they were all like peeking around a corner at him and that was freaking him out more and then when he took the headphones off and he heard my voice they all popped out and they were like is that shane and he was shut up he was like you guys know shane and then they're like oh shane comes in here all the time shut up i know i know it's very strange and then that's when this purple woman comes out and he goes uh, and he's like and then it was this carnival and there was like this ferris wheel and this guy behind her playing this organ and and he's like, you know, the weirdest thing was is she is uh, she's wrapped in like these serpentine, um, like codes or something like that, and and uh, and freaked me the fuck out. And then I I almost quit doing DMT then, but I, I uh, <laughs> after that time I only did DMT to like show people how to do DMT oh. when people like really wanted to try it for the first time. And uh, and I started seeing this purple woman not not every time, but on a somewhat regular basis and now he's looking for physics terms one time and um i I was trying to figure out what this like you know how there's supposed to be all these other dimensions that we don't don't perceive there's Mm -hmm. like 11 to 13 different dimensions depending on the physicist you talk to and dimensions they think there's like 11 to 13 dimensions now am i in each one of those dimensions is there uh, i mean i've been watching a lot of rick and morty lately and i'm thinking there's a bunch of sams out there so they they think there's like these these dimensions that are like rolled up and so small that like we can't perceive them and and uh, like dimensions that are like running parallel to our dimensions that we live i i don't know i i don't know enough about physics and i was googling um kind of some uh some of those like old physics ideas i used to read a little physics when i was much younger and i was like google imaging stuff and then uh and then out of nowhere um this drawing of this fucking purple woman pops up and that's like this dmt lady that i that i see and then this I, is the lady you uh-huh. see and then I looked into it, and that's and who made that is this guy in Turkey that smokes DMT and uh, and paints what he when he sees. And I sent that to my friend Bob. Uh, he's a funny comic, Bob Kozrabi in Austin, and he was like, "Yep, that's her." Holy shit! Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I know, and uh, and so that's just like one. Yeah, that's one peculiar thing that's happened. In my DMT experiences, I I haven't had DMT in about a year, and before that, it was almost a year too. Do you think there's a dimension she trips balls into? I think so. Like I, she I, smokes DMT, and she goes even, and then there's like a, a red flaming lady that she knows about, and then it just keeps going. Dip. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's alchemy, as above, so below. Yeah, so it never ends. Yeah, I imagine it never ends. Every time I think that I have DMT figured out, which was several times, where I was like, okay. I'm going to smoke DMT right now, and I know exactly where I'm going to be going because I've seen all of the DMT worlds that there is to see. And every time I convince myself of that, I smoke DMT, and then it's just some completely different 
universe that I have never seen before and looks nothing like any of my previous trips. And so it's it's seemingly just endless. There's just endless, endless worlds out there um, that can be explored. I personally kind of think that there's maybe a multiverse inside of our our heads that are that are running different simulations and we have like these kind of ideas about ourselves and our various roles in life and 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 they're kind of running simulations much like a dream um uh, as to how to uh you know when you're thinking about what you're going to do tonight or your five-year plan or whatever these these little versions of yourself are being ran through kind of like a um this holographic obstacle course sort of thing and inside your head to help you make better decisions uh but that's like my best stab at trying to ground this stuff in any kind of reality and uh because most people are just like you know it's the spirit mode it's you go to a different dimension you see these different beings and it's like outside of the brain i kind of think of that it's maybe inside of the brain but I, now i have a lot of questions about that too and I, I don't necessarily believe that anymore so i don't know i don't know what to think about any of it i, I, I kind of can't to kind of tie I'm taking it. a little break from psychedelics myself actually. that's funny that's what red band said last time uh, we saw him we we're like hey dude we know someone with mushrooms he's like man I'm good. I've, yeah. I've tripped hard. Uh, to kind of piggyback and tie in what you're saying, originally when scientists uh, isolated the, was it the root or the leaf to make ayahuasca, they wanted to call it um, telepathine, wasn't it? Because they mm. believed that, they, I believe that's the exact term, uh, the, because they thought that it created uh, telepathy. Mm. And so the idea, I, I don't know if you know this or if you felt this in psychedelics, uh, psychedelics almost expose you to the stream of time. You're mm. not, you both can feel the reverberations forward and backwards. So you being up on the mountain, you kind of receive the message, you know, that mm. was already being sent. And with the way you're talking about visionary artists, we've talked about it before. I like telling people they don't know about it real quick. There's an artist named Michael Richards, uh, just like Kramer, but he was a black dude. And um, he had his <laughs> That's art. That's ironic. Yeah. And he had his, um, uh, studio in the World Trade Center. I think it was the South Tower, North Tower. First, it was the one that got hit first. Uh, he drew him. He made sculptures of himself as um, Saint Assisi's, who is who's always shown bound to a pole with arrows in him. Well, he sh- he did a self portrait of his sculpture of himself, and instead of arrows, it was airplanes crashing into his body. Huh. And he died in nine eleven when an airplane crashed in four flo- floors above him instantly. Huh. So. The idea is the same way as like when we get into a psychedelic experience, are we really having a vision of the future or the past? Or are we just like getting a final no filter and you're seeing it all at once? Yeah, time's a tricky thing and we don't really know exactly what it is and if it's yeah. working the way in which we perceive it. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's my uh, – after my kind of experiences, especially last year, that was – I mean that's what that's what eventually kind of drove me to uh I mean I eventually got put in a psych ward as against my will but but um but I was getting very far out there but I it was like it, what was going through your head that you they felt they had to put you away was it that um I thought that I had figured out this way of manipulating time and this way of passing ideas through time um into the past and um and forward into the future and and um constructing 
uh, new realities. Like I was kind of just putting together this these early ideas of how this how this is working. Just be, I was just trying to make sense of these experiences that I had had, where where just like these bizarre things were happening to me, and uh, and it just seemed like um, I, I started. So I, I I was up for about three weeks straight like working on these ideas of mine and and i would like pass schizophrenic people on the street and they'd be like they see you i'm like what the fuck is going on right now and it was like i could understand if like a schizophrenic person was talking i would like it made sense to me on some like other level kind of like when you you talk about how you used to do that right when you would party you just like sit down and try to figure out what these guys were saying yeah I, I would i used to do psychedelics a lot by myself and i'd wander around the city and i would find someone it's not hard in la and i would just sit near them and the way i look i can sit near homeless people and they're not bothered yeah and i would listen and i would hear things that uh-huh. they would tell me yeah and it it made me think because like what is a schizophrenic yeah. more than a shaman there, right. there's one foot in the mystic realm you know the yeah. water's the waters that the schizophrenic drown in is the waters that the mystic float upon. Right, right. So I was like, I think I'm going crazy, or I think I'm kind of maybe I've tapped into something. But yeah, yeah, I I think that they are maybe tapping into something. And <laughs> Mark Maron had sure a joke to... about that. He had a joke about like, you know, what if these homeless guys we see, we think they're talking to themselves, but what if they're really talking to god and god's like you're the chosen one he's like i can't i can't i can't do it you know and we're like oh look at that guy talk to himself what a, how crazy is that fucking guy yeah i guess it's like you know everything you've said to me is so interesting i mean like we're sober uh i i've say, stated this before i'm 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 nobody to uh uh <clears throat> A model after in terms of sobriety because I don't see psychedelics as drugs. Yeah. And maybe that's just fi- me finding fine print and uh, trying to fail- find out a way to do psychedelics. But I don't, I don't feel like psychedelics are drugs. And uh, yeah. I think if you get a lot of knowledge, that you know, it's like I did a psychedelics um, <clears throat> about six months ago, I'd say. And uh, it really helped me with my career in terms of like just being like okay with where I was in my mm-hmm. life. Like I remember that was like a theme like – it's like, dude, you're exactly where you need to be. Right. And you don't have to worry about, you know, because like the people I started with, they're all millionaires, theater right, comics. Right. A couple of them pop up on the top 15 highest earning comics in the world, you know. Yeah. And, and, and even though I'm so happy for them, it is somewhat of a mind fuck yeah. at the same time because it's like we were all playing in the same arena and they yeah. made decisions that, and I made my decisions and they went separate ways. And so that could fuck your skull pretty bad. And, but I remember taking these, uh, these shrooms and just this, this theme of just like, it's all right, dude, you know, it's all right. Yeah. And since that moment, it's been a real release, you know, of, uh, <clears throat> The pressure, the the need to be doing this, 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 and this in order to uh, feel like I'm I'm uh, working comic. And a- as I let it go, the most amazing things have happened in my life. Yeah. More than you know, it's like within my time in LA, which is like almost two decades, I've had like two years where I'm like, these are the great years. And like you know, one was when I had a TV show, and one is this year. And it's like all because of the ability to let shit go and uh, really. 
mine into something. Like what I what I admire about you is your ability to <clears throat> to have found a career in something that you love. You know, and it's like you enjoy the world of psychedelics and to be able to find a career in that is so amazing, you know. I don't know that I have. I mean, I definitely. I, I think mean, you that, got a movie coming out. Yeah, you, had yeah. a, you know, I remember. Yeah, I maybe have a TV show coming out about it as well. But yeah, my tour went amazingly yeah, well. Yeah, Vegas. I'm friends yeah. with Matt and Joaquin over there at the LA Comedy Club, and they yeah. told me that you packed it out, and they're like, yeah, and that's not easy to do. In that, and that it's a wonderful club. It's right. a wonderful club, but to pack out a room in Vegas is so hard because there's so many options, yeah. and you did it. And I always like when I sit down with people. You know, and who am I? And I, I, I'm nobody. And but you know, like I like to give. I like to let people know what I've learned in this kind of journey through entertainment in this hard ass business that we've picked. And the little things I've learned is like find something you love to do, and find a way yeah. to make a living off it. You know, and that's like this show. Like I love conspiracies. I love yeah. hearing about it. I, you know, when I hear about you going into this alternative realm like i want to go to that realm <laughs> i'm gonna go to that realm and i love it but it's like there's a whole realm of conspiracies that people don't know about and it's like i love hearing all about that stuff and you know and and just accepting that hey dude why not have fun with it if, if i'm not hurting anyone not stealing from anybody like why not enjoy this kind of journey to go into it? and it's like it's a it's like weird kind of like capitalism in this weird kind of way where it's like where your dad or your uncle or your grandpa started his own business and grew it and it's the same thing you know you did it through psychedelics i've done it through we've done it through conspiracies and i think it's a really great lesson to learn i i don't know why people are afraid don't do more psychedelics i don't i don't understand it they'll they'll drink beer to the cow comes home yeah, smoke i know weed. that is compared to all of the other drugs out there it's just well like, um think oh, about what alcohol and cocaine do it gives you a, an over sense of ego yeah. and what i could see from you the moment i met you because like i'm the type of guy that's done some work so i like look people in the eyes and whatnot i can see you don't have an ego in this town, you could see the douchebag egos that right. are like it's you don't you can't even get close enough. You can see the ego. What psychedelics do is a hundred percent will give you ego death. Oh yeah, and that <laughs> what most normal people don't know is necessity in order to be a, a functioning human being where you're not going to think of yourself as this giant like the world is yours. Because real quick, Dr. Wayne Dyer, have you ever heard of him? No. Okay, guys, real quick, the, the story is of a hunter from India. He goes to Africa once a year. He goes to Africa, he comes into the jungle, he sees a bunch of multicolored birds and they're all talking. And he's like, whoa, he throws up, grabs one of the birds, brings it back to India, puts it in a golded, gilded cage, sings to it, feeds it, gives it honey, takes care of it, and for a year goes by and talks to it. And he's like, I'm gonna go back and visit your brothers. Is there anything that you'd like me to tell them? He's like, tell them I'm in my golden cage, I'm well taken care of, I've been sung to, and not to worry about me. He goes back to Africa, gets into the owl clave, sees all the birds and sees them. I have a message from your brother. He's in his golden cage. He's well taken care of and not to worry about him. Upon hearing it, one of his brothers tears up, falls dead off the branch. He's like, he must have had a broken heart. Goes home. I told your brothers what you said. Upon hearing it, one of them teared up and died. Upon hearing that, the bird fell to the bottom of his golden cage. And the hunter is heartbroken. He grabbed him, threw him out on the trash, trial, trash pile. As soon as he hits the pile, he flies up on the branch. And he goes, what is this? Have I been deceived? He's like, no, my brothers back home had a message for me. In order for me to live, I have to die while I'm alive. 
Yeah. And we're all stuck in this golden cage mm-hmm. where it's too easy to be an Americans. It's too easy to do everything. The real, the real terrorist, the real bad guy, the real Trump, the real Hillary is right here in the center of your heart. Yeah. And you got to get deal with that and kill that fucker or come to face to know that nothing you're going to do is going to change that. So oh, die. man. I, I had a lot of visions like that on Iowa. I, I was like, I tapped into the because i fucking hate donald trump i do and i and i um i tapped into do you think one side's donald better trump. than the other uh no not necessarily i mean i i think that uh i i mean i mean how much do you want to get into it I, i'm fine I, with whatever uh, um i i mean i it's hard for me to know where what my biases are because i had a very small town conservative upbringing and i always just kind of rebelled against that my entire life so that's probably just my hang up was was kind of just being driven crazy by by but i mean i know like my my grandparents are like worried about uh they they live in lansing iowa and ever heard of Lansing, Iowa? <laughs> yeah. uh, neither have terrorists. But yeah. my grand, uh, my grandparents think like the terrorists are infiltrating <laughs> like the their city and and every and it's just like and and it's just this huge. They must just watch of, the news constantly. Yeah, yeah, and it's and so it's. I mean, uh, when I when I look at like our base level biases are just like. Uh, uh, we all look for differences in ways of judging one another, but just to like judge someone on a base level, like color of their skin and yeah. or religion or whatever, that seems to me to be a uh, a little worse than maybe being like what whatever the problem with liberal being overly sensitive or overly PC or whatever. It's like well. Maybe there's a reason for that because there's been a long history of no. I, I, I do understand that. that there is there is like okay, what is what uh, what is this basic thing that we need to have when it comes to loving each other you know we don't want to overly bully each other right. i do believe that being uh prejudiced against a group based on their color their religion their gender their sexual orientation is disgusting i also do believe that the notion that somebody is um a, a good person based on those same things I mean in power right. you know when we when we see somebody in power like oh that is that, that they're bringing something special to it because they're this yeah you know and they're not what the status quo i think that is dangerous because those people at those level know how to manipulate that right. emotionally and they have no problem with doing it we yeah. like to project our views of our ourselves onto these people mm-hmm. and uh we pretend we know them based on this characteristics that they bring to the table and i think that's equally dangerous i think that's very dangerous and i think that's what got us in trouble with this last election and um but I think the knowledge that you get, and I often wonder like that, like you get this knowledge and it could, it could really drive you nuts by having all this kind of knowledge. Like, because we do live in this kind of world right now where we have this like kind of thing going on. We talk about it all the time on the podcast about Trump, the deep state, the wars and all this stuff. And then you take these psychedelics and they're ju- and it's just like, that's a completely different world. How do yeah. you... How do you handle that? Yeah, I, I mean, that was, I mean, where I was going with the Trump thing initially was, was also like during that ayahuasca experience. Like I did, I did find like the Trump inside of me, like the aspects of myself that can be like a spoiled brat, egomaniac, narcissist, or whatever. And I, I like gained empathy for him, and he seemed like a, 
like during my ayahuasca experience, I remember um, seeing him as like a, I realized that if you were to, if you were to give just like any bratty, dress up like any bratty, like four or five year old and like a tuxedo and, and like tell them that they're the king of the world and ask them to like, get, they would sound a lot like Trump. And I think he's just this, uh, this kind of been spoon fed, uh, like spoiled bratty kid that just keeps on sort of getting what he, what he wants and is just like addicted to more and more and more. And I, I think a lot of these lives there, there's these kind of powerful environmental forces that are pushing us in directions that are almost outside of us. I, I don't even, I agree. I don't that. even think that he understands what's happening to him. I think it's really interesting because what we want to do is we want to believe that these people are like these shamans. almost these people running, we vote for them on this, on this idealistic view of them. Uh, that they're, they're caring, they're, nurt- they're nurturing, they want to help their fellow American, they want to do this. And, the, you know, I just came to this epiphany that that person does not run for president ever. No. That person is actually, the person you're looking for is the person who is down on the street corners yeah. of Los Angeles, downtown, helping those people. They don't run for president, you know this girl. This she's a comic. She put. We need to uh, replace all politicians with females. And I'm like, the women that you want in those roles don't run for that office, man. Yeah. They're like they're on the streets. They're in the help. They're feeding the homeless. They're te- they're trying to teach the children how to. You know those people don't run for office. So you're 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 just electing more fucking hyenas man status seeking fucking egomania i I mean i don't even understand why we have precedents i didn't vote i never voted and i'm kind of anti not voting because i think that's what they want you to not do they don't want you to participate but this is just for the primaries you know i I mean i would vote if fire was an option you know (laughs) yeah so what do you do do you totally disengage in the system and then how does that change it I don't. I see. I don't have any so, these answers. The simple. Uh, the only constant in the universe is change. If every empire has fallen and yeah. risen, then why would we think that the America would be different? You know. Well, uh, I mean, we, the we problem is, is I, I I'm living in it right now, and I don't <laughs> want it to crash and burn. Yeah. That's the problem. If we're sitting there, you know, it's like these crazy people who keep sending, you know. These these uh these tele these evangelistic cat Christians who who anybody on twenty three and me tests for like a, a, a ounce of uh a Hebrew or Jewish they just they they fucking ship them out to Israel to get this rapture to happen and you're like well this is five hundred years of darkness I mean like what do you think's gonna fucking happen? it's not a it's not Mardi Gras dude it's interesting that our system is based on like the Greek Romans uh you know idea of democracy yet they enacted um every once once a year they go into a cave and have the alluvian mysteries where they would consume something they believe was based on syrian rue so could you imagine if our politicians and senators all once a year as opposed to go to bohemian grove and jack off around a tree and worship moloch they all went into a cave and got dosed the fuck out and like chanted and came out like Right, you know, maybe we can get some water to Flint, Michigan, you know, yeah. like, hey, maybe we can allow this cold fusion device we've known existed for 30 years to get out there and help third world countries. 
Maybe, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we might we might just eventually just kind of move <laughs> past like politicians in general. At one point, everyone everyone might just start ignoring and being like. Yeah, I don't know what this guy's yelling about, but we're all just like we're all, we're all kind of together. taking care of this ourselves, aren't we? Like they're not doing Everyone anything. Everyone wants to ask you about probably DMT and ayahuasca and whatnot, but the one more in my personal psychedelic experience is one of the more uh, discombobulating downloads is salvia. And I was I've never done salvia because salvia. A very few people have anything good to say about Whoa. salvia, and so I it just. It, it, like salvia is usually explain, it, described to me as as like DMT's evil twin, and I've seen when DMT goes like a little toward the dark side, and uh, and I that that worries me. I wonder if because if psychedelics are downloads, and people always talk about oh I got this download, but there's also upload happening mm-hmm. the way that Richard uh, Lily John Lily right or is it Richard Lily. Lily, ketamine. John Lily, yeah. yeah. He talked about when he would go and do ketamine, he'd go to a place that was white and empty because not a lot of people had done this psychedelic. So the experience itself hadn't been uploaded. So when people do ayahuasca, Whoa. people do ayahuasca in Japan and they've never been to the forest and they'll see images of, of jaguars and of, of snakes. And these are the same Im- of people that are brown. And mm. these are the same imagery because the idea is that ayahuasca, all plants have memory. So the memory is being transferred over to the person using it. So psychedelics, if they have a memory, salvia is such a, I mean, it's called sacred sage, uh, uh, what is it, divinora A. I heard Terrence McKenna give a speech on it, and his whole thing was, it, it's a, a Joe plant. It looks just like every other plant. We should plant it everywhere. He was like just telling everyone that we should plant it and get down with it. And I was like, Dude, my experience, Terrence, that was intense, dude. Like, yeah. And the message was unclear. Afterwards, I was like, I'm pretty sure I lived a whole life. I lived and died in that, like, 14, 6, and, you know. So, yeah. is it, so the high is about 10 minutes, but um, the, it feels less. like eternity? Uh, I've, had, I've had DMT trips that have felt like the six minutes or whatever that they were, but I've had DMT trips that feel like thousands of years for sure. Like thousands of lifetimes. Maybe you grow up, you have a family kid goes to college over and over get divorced. and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like try. Sometimes it's just like trying to find my way back to this, this reality. <laughs> like, wait, I, I just lived all of these other realities and I need to get myself back to, because there's, still like a person sitting on a couch that has like <laughs> chores to do today <laughs> so i like need to get my, my has to do laundry back. he's you gotta know. do his socks and underwear you yeah. know you're talking to the supreme god listen i i want i want to finish this conversation but i have to go i gotta go walk the dog it hasn't pooped yet and I've, uh, so many people know they uh tune in turn on drop out yeah. but they don't know the last part of that is when you get the message hang yeah. up the phone yeah i was not hanging up the phone i i I was just like, wait, what? I got to hear that again. And sometimes they get annoyed with me and, and, and be like, but we just showed you like all of the lessons that you, we have to teach you for now. And I'd be like, yeah, what was that again? And then they'd show it to me all over again and kind of rather annoyed that I kept on forgetting. 
but it's just too much it's too big of a download it's too much to process and understand and i don't know i i i, uh, I hope that i get to do psychedelics again like next year um, uh, uh, you hope why uh, is this is self-imposed i i did uh i i dabbled back into just mushrooms um at the end of last year and i ended up going and having another manic episode How and did getting you exceptionally them? paranoid and what was uh, the amount? Was it a lot? Norm- yeah, normal amount? Um, How deep did you go, homeboy? Well, the the trips itself were great. Uh, it was just afterwards, um, like, it just started affecting this world, seemingly, and I started kind of getting these messages about time again. And then I started feeling like everything, this was like some trick that I was playing on myself. Um, and I, I started feeling like... Um, it, you know, like I, it's so hard to describe it now that I'm not experiencing it. But if you're like, how, uh, like you saying, like, how far did you go home? Boy, that was like actually a message that I had like put into uh, for for myself to remind me that I'm like still like this is a trip that I'm on right now, forgetting that I need to like find my way back to like like I'm in some other dimension, sitting on a couch, having smoked some other crazy yeah. drug, and that's what this life is. That's and so you funny. guys are like trying to remind me that that's the case through like these subtle hints that I don't quite like understand. We're mechanical and, elf. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. But, you have no idea when you walked in today and I saw your shirt. I was like, what the fuck? Because I was raised by a family of that's owls. Half, that's like <laughs> that's half Mexican. Half, I was half, raised by a family of owls. Almost. That is one of the oldest yeah. stories yeah. in all time. You know? the, the, the man <laughs> raised yeah. by owls. And, and uh, but I was raised by a half Mexican, half Cuban, and Cubans believe owls to be like protectors. And so I always had like an owl statue, and I love owls, and owls being you know what we're all about, Bohemian Club. And we call ourselves the Ronin. So your shirt has an owl with a samurai sword. Oh, and, I, and I was like, damn, dude. The universe is giving us a message already, dude. Yeah, so it felt like that. It, it just it, and and that still persists. Sometimes I'm still getting those, but but it just it started getting really out of control. Like I was on stage. Um, I ha- I had to cancel a few weeks of work because one day I was on I was on stage, and all of a sudden, like it became very real to me that this was this simulation of like i had built the like every joke that i was telling like they weren't laughing at the joke they were laughing at me this was like this joke that i was playing on myself and i just started like freaking out on stage and and not like not like freaking out and like a note i just like was forgetting all of my jokes and I was just like really distracted. I couldn't remember anything. I did like a 30 minute headlining set or something like that, which is usually I'm such a stage hog. I'll stay on stage for like an hour 15 and you got to yank me off. And, uh, and, and it was, I've never experienced anything like that. And so it was like, it was, it was starting to affect my work. I don't think there's anything wrong to take a little break from stand up. I don't, I just, you know, sometimes you just got to take a break, man. You know, now I feel like I'm doing my best shit 
uh, in in a long time since putting together the psychedelic show. I kind of hadn't written anything new in a in a while, and the tour was so much fun. And I was I'm, and I don't I have a science podcast. I don't I don't really. Yeah. I mean, I have I turned into the psychedelic guy, but that was never my intention. I just kind of I, I never intended to be the conspiracy guy, yeah. but I love it. Yeah, I love it. I do love it, man. It's a blessing when you find a market when you. You know, when you f- you take a non-traditional role mm-hmm. to get somewhere where you've always wanted to be, which was touring comedian, uh, selling out places, you know, you, you sold out this tour. That's like insane. That's awesome, man. And it's doing something that you love. Yeah. Um, we got to end it here but, uh, sure. before we get into our question about Aaron. But I just wanted to be like, is you know, when I hear people go to like to India to learn the spiritual stuff. And then I look at like the condition that India is in, you know, where it's like there's so much like homelessness, there's so much poverty. Mm-hmm. Is it is it hard to have all this knowledge and then come back into this reality? I get so many messages about like homelessness and and all of, like and I, and I feel sometimes I get worried that like I'm being pushed into homelessness by the universe so that like i can experience it so that i can so so that like i can help understand it you know and and uh i get that message a lot i mean and i see home i mean i remember like the worst day of my entire life of having like i had just gotten out of this uh, surgery i was worried about losing my foot and i was like moving out of out of Malibu and uh, I had just gone through this bad breakup and was moving into this shitty place and lost all my belongings in the breakup and and uh, and I remember and I'm in like pajamas and haven't showered in five days because this is too complicated to shower with this vacuum that I had attached to my and I'm like and I'm driving and I like see this fucking homeless guy on on the street in LA and I'm like Oh my god, that guy's doing so much worse than I am. Yeah. How the fuck is that possible? How is it possible that anyone is doing dramatically worse than a guy with a huge open wound on his foot with a fucking vacuum attached to it, hasn't showered in days, got through a breakup, and, and is moving into like some shitty uh, uh, place with five other, four other comics in it that is like too fucking messy to walk in and everything else and and like basically living in squalor and there's someone that has it so so many people have it so much worse than that and the power of gratitude (laughs) man and uh yeah i i don't know i don't i don't know what to it's 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 a lot my girlfriend's a social worker and it's just it's it's too big of a problem because lsd was originally um distributed to psychologists so they could understood what it's like to be almost insane so it's interesting that both psychedelics have the ability to bring you to the brink and to take you back from it so yeah precaution hot well what a great episode that was uh we would love to go on uh longer guys i know you guys complain when the episodes are short it's a studio time thing aaron was nice enough to let us come in and interview shane before uh he hit the road again his show uh his movie will premiere uh psychonautics uh a comics exploration of psychedelics will be at dances 
with films in Los Angeles at the at the Chinese Theater, my favorite place to see movies, yeah. June 15th at 5 p.m. Dude, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. Congrats yeah. on your journey and everything. It's pretty awesome to see. Real quick, Shane, if we ever have a live event and we have a panel in the belly room, would you like to join? I Duncan would love Trussell? to. Yeah. Right. How about yeah, that? Yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. absolutely fantastic. There's also an after party. Oh, no, no, no. Tell There's also an after party for the, so there's a there's an event called Sci-Fi or Festival. That's this huge psychedelic festival happening the same night as my documentary. So Where? it's the official after party. It's just a few miles away. So if you go to the second, if you go to the screenings, there's information um, for it. And so there's going to be like you know five different bands and and uh, psychedelic bands. There's going to be uh, like ten different speakers and and twenty different like you know, flame spinning performers and that sort of thing. And so it's going to be a crazy psychedelic evening. I will be there, dude. I'm going to check out your movie and I'm going to go to that. Thanks again for coming on, dude. We appreciate it. We'd love to do an Aaron moment, but we got to go. For the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? You know what I mean?